Welcome to Rocktail Hour. An hour's worth of rocking good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Treg, Ryan, and JD. Three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. Rocktail Hour is an affiliate of Amazon.com. When you shop on Amazon, it would be cool if you would first click on the Amazon link on the Rocktail Hour homepage or affiliates page, and Amazon will kick back a few shekels back to Rocktail Hour to help fund the free podcast. Today, Treg is going to tell us the story behind Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. That's Treg, right. take it away. Appreciate it. In all fairness to JD, he's not all that old. so <laughs> I don't feel like I'm that old either. I'm not sure what qualifies anymore. Although... When you have children that become teenagers, you start to feel it more and more. Yeah. Well, I got one married, so yeah. you're starting old. to feel it. You're not a grandpa yet, though. Wait till that <laughs> not happens. Not quite yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to thank uh, my friends Julia and Hunter for recommending that we do a song by 21 Pilots. Nice. Uh, this is a great new band. One of my favorite new bands. And, I and agree. Phenomenal. Amen. Yep. And what a unique style that they have. Uh, you know, it's been described as schizophrenic rock. Yeah. You know, cause it's got elements of pop and rock. Even a little bit of reggae in it, too. It does. So it's good fun. Well, Stressed Out was released on April 27th, 2015, as the band's third single from their studio album, Blurry Face. Uh, Stressed Out reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Hot Rock Songs and Mainstream Top 40. So it got some respect. So song. do you know what beat it? I always want to know if there's a number two. What was number one at that yeah, point? I don't know. You don't know? No. <laughs> Maybe one of the listeners can tell us because I always want to know. Yeah, I need to go back and do homework on that, I yeah. guess. But what was interesting also about this, uh, this song is they the, the band won a Grammy for Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance at the 2017 ceremony. Yeah, I watched that. Did you watch I that? I did. I did. Oh, man, I loved it. You know, they announced the winner, and the, and the two band members stand up, and they start taking their pants off. Yes, they Did don't. you see this, JD? <laughs> no. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> and, you know, you're just sitting there thinking, what is going on They kept, They kept the underwear on. <laughs> yeah. But they exactly. took their pants off. So they, they strip their pants off, you know, right there in the aisle, and then they walk up on stage, and they're in their underwear, yeah. and you're thinking, what is yeah. happening here? And I've seen them a couple times on TV doing live shows, and I know they're they're oh, they're yeah. out of control. You know, they're yeah. they're very very dynamic. Do you remember and, what they said? Yeah, what yeah. they what they said was <laughs> that they were sitting home one night, you know, with some buddies sitting around watching watching an award show, maybe even the Grammys. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and they and they 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 agreed. You know, it, they happened to be in their underwear at the time, and so they said, "Hey, if we ever win a Grammy, we want to be just the same. We want to accept it yep. in our underwear." And so yeah. that's what they did. They <laughs> yeah. accepted it in their underwear. Nice. These are real guys that don't, they don't seem to change. I, I hope they don't change. I'm looking forward to, you know, fourth out. This actually would be their, the third album third was the lot was blurry face. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to what they do next. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause they don't seem to change and they seem to be real kind of real people. Exactly. And they're very, very diverse real. in their music. Yeah. It's, yeah. Never, it's never the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Like I've actually seen them in concert twice now. Live? Yes. Awesome. Live. First yes. time. And that's, that's one of the things that amazes me about them is, so the first time would have been three, four years ago. Wow. And it was in a small club in Salt Lake. And then a year ago, they came and played a sold out show at the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Wow. Less than, less than three years. It was probably less than two years later. That's they went incredible. from small club to sell out. And the tickets I mean, were 20 bucks in the first time and yes, then 200 the next time. It was amazing. <laughs> Actually, we, and we tried to go one time before that. My kids and I, my kids, my kids, you know, as I'm sure your kids do too. They love, everyone loves 
all the kids love seem to love 21 pilots. Yep. yep. We tried to go at the same club. We saw them out the first time and we could not get in. I thought, eh, I do this all the time. We'll go there and get t- tickets from scalpers. Nope. Nobody wanted to sell. Wow. So we walked away. In fact, we ended up going to a jazz game. <laughs> we were already downtown. <laughs> so I, I, those, I think they're just amazing. Yeah, that's, and they're very authentic. They yeah. The more I read about them, the more I like them. Yeah, and I wonder so. if a lot of it, when I th- heard about him, I, I found out it was just two people. I thought you know, my, my little brother Logan and I record a lot. And when it's just two of us, I feel like we can be a lot more creative in our flow because it's a little more simple with just the two of us. Uh. And then we can build on what we like. And I thought they were brothers at first because I thought, you know, the brothers uh. have that good dynamic. They're not, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. it was just cool to see the, the dynamic in the the way that the, the simplicity and yet how intense it is, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. And like so Trek said, and like Trek said, the diversity too in the music. Mm-hmm. You know, in this last album, you know, they had that. I think it was the Lane Boy song was very oh, yeah. reggae-ish. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost like 311, a little bit of 311. Where when yeah, I, yeah, exactly. When yeah. I first heard them, the very first time I heard them uh, was the "Holding On to You" song. I thought I thought it was I thought I was listening to um, Eminem. Oh, oh, I thought yeah, it was yeah. Eminem rapping. I was like, who, what, who is this? Well, and the first one I heard was the, I'm driving here, I sit cursing my government. Yeah, not using yeah. my taxes to false. And I didn't even know that that was the same band that did Blurry Face oh, until yeah, I started yeah. listening to their older stuff. I'm like, oh, this is 21 yeah. Pilots. It's great. Yeah, and they do have that album that came out before you mm-hmm. know, this last one that was um, it's called Regional at Best. Regional it's at very best. hard to track down, but if you can track it down, it's really, really good. Cool. I think Spotify might have it. So. I'm, maybe, yeah. Have to check it out for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, the um, Twenty One Pilots is is a, a two piece. It's they got the front man Tyler Joseph and drummer Josh Dunn. They're from Columbus, Ohio, and they're very dedicated to their hometown. They are. Yeah. In fact, I, I understand w- one interesting thing that I read is that they got tattoos um, of with an X on their bodies oh, really? to signify. Columbus, Ohio, to signify their their uh, their original fans from Columbus and their dedication to to their hometown fans. Nice, That's very cool. cool. Yeah, uh, Joseph is the lead singer, um, but he also contributes percussion, piano, bass, and ukulele. And uh, Dunn mostly handles the rhythm section, often triggering pre-recorded tracks to augment the sound. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive that the two guys can can keep your attention and put out as much cool sound as they do. Yeah. You know, when it's just the two mm-hmm. guys on stage, but they do use some pre-recorded music too. Do they bring in other people for their concerts? To they don't. Augment? Just the, it's, it's just, just the, the two, two guys. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Like I said, like Trike said, there's some background stuff, but you know, and he, I was just going to say, even if you just watch the drummer, you could just sit and watch him the whole time. He's so energetic and such a good drummer that you almost don't need to watch the other guy, but they're both just amazing. They, they've often gotten in trouble. They have to sign contracts a lot of time when they go to, different venues to keep them from climbing up the scaffolding <laughs> because they've done that so many times. And, you know, it's just a, a risk. Yeah. <laughs> when they first started out, they had a real hard time getting bookings. Mm-hmm. And so when they, they, I think he, I read that they would call a hundred clubs and they might get one, one response or one promoter that would, that would book them. And so once they did get a booking, they needed to do whatever they could in order to get the attention uh-huh. of not just the fans, but also you know, like the bartender mm-hmm. or the the club owner, so that he would take take note and remember them, so that they might get to play again. Right. And so that's one of the reasons that they're so out there. W- when I saw them uh, on TV, they they came on stage wearing masks. And yes, it's my understanding. Of the- they did that the very first tour too. Every every that's how they started the show. Okay. 
This is what Tyler explained about why they're wearing masks. He says, we're trying to create something that's a bit more faceless, that can represent a group of people or have people relate to it. So in other words, it's not just all about them. It's not just about yeah. them having their faces plastered all over the stage. It's about creating a good experience for everybody and making it about the music rather than about them and their faces. So they take their faces and their names away from the music so people can make it their own. That's nice. in essence what they're saying. Is that what saying. the title Blurry Face came from? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll get to Blurry Face. <laughs> uh, you know, another interesting thing about their live performances, and I think the first video that I saw of them, I noticed that Tyler had black Yeah, it looks, looks like a tattoo, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up to his neck. Yeah. And I thought, that is very strange. And one of the reasons is that they, they wear this in their live performances as well because it's, it signifies him being suffocated by his anxiety. Yeah. So that's why he, it's, it's symbolic of the anxiety that's suffocating him. So he has some anxiety? If you listen to some <laughs> of the lyrics, you kind of wonder if there's some, some things going on. I, I'm sure you'll talk about it, but the whole blurry face, it's like an alter ego. Exactly, exactly. And that's a lot of what the song is about. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I also... Another thing that, that blew me away, I don't know whether you saw this in the live performances that you saw, but the drummer went crowd surfing. Did you well, see that? He crowd surfed on a pallet. Of yeah. his, his drum set was on a pallet. Isn't that awesome? It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when he started to do that, I was just thinking, Crazy. what is going on yeah. here? I thought I'd seen everything. Yeah. And he was, it was amazing. Not as high tech as some of the ones I've seen where they're in, a, you know, who was it who did the, the rolling drum cage? Poison. <laughs> poison. No. A rolling <laughs> cage? Yeah. It was like, in a, it went upside down and everything. Wow. wow. Uh, yeah, not quite as high-tech as that, but still pretty cool. That's fantastic. Especially when the crowd's involved. Yeah. Very cool. Um, let me talk a little bit about the name of the band, because I thought this this blew me away. The name 21 Pilots comes from an Arthur Miller play called All My Sons. It's about a uh, supplier of airplane parts for the war, and he manufactured some parts with defects, and he knew that they were defective, but he shipped them anyway. And as a result of the defective parts that he shipped, it killed 21 pilots. Oh, I did not know that. That's and, interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a, it's a really powerful play. And this is what Joseph said about it. He said, I could relate to the fact that making the right decision in life sometimes takes more work. It takes more time, and it can feel like you're going backward. To this day, Joseph and Dunn still warn each other that they are sending out their parts if they feel like they're taking the easy route. Oh. Things. So, it, you know, I was just very impressed by that, that, you know, these, at least from my perspective, very young guys. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they, are. they really are. And yet they're thinking not about making a ton of money and becoming rich and famous. Which they are. Yeah, which they are. <laughs> but what was more important to them was conveying their message, being able to play their music, and being authentic. Yeah. And even down to, even, even now, they, they contemplate whether they're taking the easy route, whether they're sending out their parts regardless of what the consequence is. Wow. You know, that's really I'm very cool. impressed by that. Yeah. Too few people do that. Too, too few people care about the message of their, wow. it seems, or it appears anyway, yeah. care about the message of their music. We were talking about before we started recording about these young bands that really, you know, try to keep their stuff together. And, you know, hopefully this is their way of keeping, keeping grounded and keeping, you know, yep. together yeah. as a band. Yep. Very yeah. good. Yeah. You ever heard the story from them where, um, I'm trying to see how it goes exactly. Well, basically, they sold out 
Madison Square Garden this last tour too. But one of their one of their old roommates or buddies used to say to them as they'd go out to one of their little small gigs, "You're on your way out to Madison Square Garden." <laughs> and so, of course, last time this last tour when they sold out Madison Square Garden, they had to call them up and say, "We're on our way out to Madison Square Garden." <laughs> That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's, awesome. That's fantastic. Well, let's talk about the song. Uh, stressed out. It, it's there's no great mystery in what the what the lyrics mean. Right. It's about the loss of adolescence, or the end of adolescence, and and the reality that you need to make money now in, in yeah. this life. But longing for the days, the easy days when we were kids. And this song really resonates with me a lot because uh-huh. I often, oh yeah, I'm I'm often yearning back to my days of high school yeah. where all that mattered was you know a date for the weekend and enough gas money in the Mustang. <laughs> you know, and you didn't have any worries other yeah, than that. It was yeah. just life was so easy and so much fun. Youth is wasted on the young. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Amen to that. Stressed Out alternates between the point of view of Tyler, who's the who wrote the song, uh, feeling nostalgic about his childhood and the character Blurryface, oh, okay. which he has described as a representation of his insecurities. So he said, uh, Tyler explained to MTV News that Blurryface is a guy that kind of represents all the things that I, as an individual, but also everyone around me, am insecure about. And then he said in a Rolling Stone interview, the question I had as I was writing was, how are these things affecting the way that I live? How am I compensating because I don't like this about myself? What do I do to cover it up? A lot of things you do cover up the insecurities can be just as harmful to you as anything else. This character helps me understand my insecurities and why I have them and how I compensate for them. I give it a name and a seat at the table so I could really stare at it and analyze from that perspective. I was really impressed by that. Yeah, yeah. So many of us go through life with insecurities and, you know, I'm sure he's got different insecurities that I do. But this was a way for him to give it a name, step back and look at it, you know, as as if he was creating a, a, a character. Yeah, you know, so, if he was in yeah. like we've done in theater, or if he was creating an alter ego and he's and he he puts a name on it and he puts a face on it, a blurry face, yeah, mm-hmm. and then he can think about it sort of from a distant perspective to analyze how the insecurities were affecting him helps you to overcome it. Yeah, I think there's multiple references to blurry face throughout the album too, from what I remember. It's been a while since I listened yeah, to it. There, there. Are. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I also um, I read on the website from. Brandon Reich, who was the graphic artist who designed the cover for Blurry Face. And he said that Tyler introduced him to the character over lunch and talked with him about all the different elements of ourselves that we hate and and that we constantly battle against, the internal struggle that we all have. And sort of what what he told in the Rolling Stone interview. And he says that Blurry Face isn't black and white. There are more layers to him than described. He can either be represented as sad, angry, evil, or deceptive. He has a tendency to draw you in, but only to pull you down. He goes on to say that no matter what your interpretation of Blurry Face is, it's safe to say that he remains something that we that we try to hide and not show to the outside world. Have you seen the cover for Blurry Face for the album? Uh, it's it's got sixteen different oh, bu- right. circles on it that yeah. it's kind of a represent. red. Yeah, exactly red. That's right. With a lot of different representations of the types of anxieties that oh. people have, sort of defining Blurry Face. Yeah, I didn't know the meaning of that, but that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very, very uh, geometric, or, but also very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It grabs you. <laughs> it grabs you. It does, yes. yeah. Oh, it's not 16, it's, it's nine. Nine oh, circles. Nine yeah. circles, yeah. They got the... It's just one of those bands, though. I'm just super excited to see what they do next. 
Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and they, I think they keep innovating and they change. And I think because what they've done, has been so diverse all over the place. I think they could, they could put out a gospel album next and I'm going to love it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Organic. That's the word I was looking for. Organic. Organic. Geometric and organic yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. They're actually devout Christians, so I wouldn't Are be surprised. They? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. They don't, um, they don't sing Christian rock, but they're, that's good. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the video is very interesting. Yeah. The, uh, the music video features uh, Dunn and Joseph riding big wheels and hanging mm-hmm. out in their childhood bedrooms. You know, it's, it really fits the theme of, of wanting to be back in your childhood days, you yeah. know, the carefree mm-hmm. days. And, uh, and it's actually their actual childhood home. Nice. And it's actually their neighborhood. Is it? Yeah. That's cool. Apparently their, their, their home phone number was, not, was uh, listed, and so fans... Would oh. call the number repeatedly, so the parents had to disconnect the oh, telephone wow. because they got phone calls at all hours of the night. <laughs> Dunn's mother appears in the video along with a lot of the other members of the of the both families, and this is in the scene where they all chant, "Wake up! You need to make money!" Mm-hmm. in unison. Yeah, what a great hook there! You uh-huh. know, just yeah, love yeah. that. Love that. I love the line just before that. Used to dream of outer space, but now they're laughing at our face, singing, "Wake up! You need to make money." That was the hook that struck me the very first time that I heard this song. It, it, I'm not a huge fan of rap, and so I kind of tuned it out when I heard it because of the rap elements of it. And then when they get to the chorus, and I thought, "Whoa, that's cool." <laughs> and then you get to the point, you know, I'm 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 dreaming, but then in my then the, everybody says, "Wake up, you need to make money," and I went, yeah. "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah. And it's so true. You know, I still live in the days in, in my head. I, I long for the days when when I didn't have the, the anxiety. Yeah, when life was simple. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we all have to grow up, and I've had a lot of stress in my life, I think you could say, from law school, you know, which is just intense and very stressful, and then big firm jobs, and there's just so much pressure. Right. But you got to pay the mortgage, and you got to pay the student loans. Mm-hmm. And then to think about, you know, here's a song that just grabs you, you know, dreaming about when we used to ride our bikes and dream of going to the moon, and then, and then everybody's saying, wake like, up, yeah. you need to make money. And I think, Play yeah. pretend <laughs> money. And- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting that in the in the video when Josh and Tyler first meet, they do this elaborate secret handshake. Oh, yeah. Remember seeing That's that? Cool. Yeah. So they were asked about that in a radio.com interview. This is what Tyler said. He said when Josh and I first started traveling around in a van and we had to sleep in that van in parking lots and stuff like that, I remember one of the first times that we ever got our own hotel to sleep in instead of sleeping in the van. We shared a room together. And we were like, wow, we need to take advantage of this opportunity of us being in the same hotel room for the first time. Let's make a secret handshake. (laughs) 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 And so we stayed up to come up with this thing, uh, got really excited and like knocked on the door of the other guys that were on the road with us. And we were like, dude, check this out. So (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That struck a chord with me when I first saw it because my friends and I in high school had a secret handshake that we did. It was really long and elaborate. I I like it. It shows that they're really good friends too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons that my friend Hunter requested that we do a song on 21 Pilots is because he said that their music really resonates with, with him. And so one of the things as I was reading that this is something that a lot of people do. A lot of people, it resonates with them very much so. And uh, one of the things that, that Tyler mentioned is that when he was first writing his music, he didn't expect anyone to ever hear it. You know, he was writing for himself. Right. And then when people started to listen 
and they started to get some radio play, uh, you know, his thought was, whoa, now all this is out there and yeah. people are listening to it and, well, there it is. And so that's one of the reasons I think that it sounds so authentic is because he didn't write it for some producer or some right. corporate sponsor. Mm-hmm. He wrote it for him yeah. and didn't necessarily expect anybody to, to listen to it. Just one last thing I wanted to mention is they were also asked in an interview, um, I think it was on radio.com, what they would consider to be success or how they would determine if they've been successful. And uh, Josh responded to this and, and he said that, you know, it's th- their idea of success has changed a little bit as they've gone. When they first started out, they would, you know, they were just playing for small, small groups of people. In fact, there's a, a video um, for Ode to Sleep online, mm-hmm. the official video, and it shows the video they recorded this performance that was in front of 12 people. Really? You know, <laughs> yeah, just like it looks like in the middle of a food court somewhere, you know, wow. or, you know, just this open area. And they, they said that initially their idea of success was just selling the tickets that they had in their hand for a local show at the, at the Chick-fil-A, at the local Chick-fil-A. That's where they would go right. to sell the tickets. And if they sold out the tickets that they had, that was huge. They were, that was great about that. And then as, as they got a little more popular, uh, they really noticed that people would be at their shows that they hadn't ever seen before. And these people were singing along and clapping, and they thought, wow, that's fantastic. Nice. You know, that must be a good feeling. People that aren't our friends and <laughs> <Yeah>. family <laughs> are here, and they like our music. It's so not, that mom. It's not mom out there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But ultimately, uh, what he said is that the last thing that he said, at the end of the day, if this band ends tomorrow and the music was able to have some kind of an impact on a person or save a person's life, then that's the real success. Oh, nice. That's and awesome. that, to me, sounds like a true artist. Yeah. You know, what yeah. do artists want? Not, you know, not all artists want money, but all artists want to be appreciated right. and understood and to have, at least from, from my perspective, from the limited art that I've been involved in, you want to make people feel something. Yes, definitely. And, and that's mm-hmm. certainly, you know, that, that sounds like that's also what they're, uh, how they would define success. If they can cause people to feel something. And uh, I, I really admire them. They are artists. No I think they've done it. that. Yeah. They have done that. Yeah. yeah in definitely. a big way. And yeah. that's why they've got so much, you know, why they're so popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can't wait till the next album. Oh, me too. Likewise. <laughs> Thanks, Drake. You can listen to a clip from the song on iTunes by clicking on the album link on the Rocktail Hour website. And you can email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong, if you have an interesting rocktail of your own, or if you have a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for Rocktail Hour. If you think we're just lame, well, please keep that to yourself because we already know. <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on. Rock on.